Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is the Future Tech Podcast. I'm Alan Thomas, and today I am joined by Kim Bergdahl, CEO and co-founder of BLB Industries. How you doing, Kim? Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. What is BLB Industries? Tell us about the company. What are you guys about? Um, okay. So uh, we started with the main idea of, uh, of just building large industrial 3D printers. And uh, that is what we do primarily, uh, because we see that there is a, a lack of these big, big additive area manufacturing machines. Um, so we basically started BLB to, to cover that demand that we see. And we also do a lot of um, print service on the side. So that is basically all that we do. And, and what inspired you to start the company? Were you already in this space or were you coming into it new or how did... Uh, actually, we we started the company um, basically from a school project. So it was me and a, a mate of mine in in, in college, and we uh, we thought that well, um, we like 3D printers, and uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of big 3D printers. So it it could be a nice profit on the side to uh, to make make these and perhaps sell them. We never had the real thought of actually making a huge, huge business out of it. Um, it was it was basically just a small project on the side to perhaps earn a bit more more cash on the side. That's how we started. And so the the, the demand kind of uh, caused the business to grow itself. Then I guess. Yeah. Well, um, we you know coming from from college and so on, we, we don't have that much experience regarding, or we did not at least had that much experience regarding uh, handling a business and what it, what it actually meant. So we kind of went with the flow and, and it sort of grew. And, and so what would you say that the ultimate mission of BLB is? Uh, well, I would say that we would like to provide or, or help the customer and be provided with a, a suitable solution, which they thought was not possible. Many customers approach us and uh, uh, with the first initial idea that, well, they did not think that this kind of technology even existed. And they had all, almost always seen small 3D printers and, of course, wondered, why aren't there any large 3D printers? And Well, there, there are a few uh, companies, well, quite not so many who are doing the not the same thing, but but still large 3D printers. But we, other than that, we're we're very much uh, alone in our field. So, are there certain industries that are the most suited or best suited for large 3D printers? Uh, I don't think so. We uh, initially, when we went into to make the company and form form our business plan, we. We thought that, yeah, this could perhaps be used for automotive and maybe furniture, um, sort of things like that. But we noticed that for every week that went, we we got requests from from 
basically every industry there was. Our first machine was actually sold to to a uh, a company for cranial implants. So uh, what we're, they were looking for was basically the extruder system that we had developed, where we use granules instead of filament or powder. And let's talk a little bit about that. Why why do you use granules as opposed to like you said filament or powder what's the what's the advantage there yeah there there are plenty of advantages i would say that the uh, the biggest advantage for you is that you reduce the price um to a to a mere fraction so uh, to begin with powders or or filament um it's not so cheap to come by. It's it's actually quite cheap to make, but but the companies who make them earn a, a large profit on uh, on just making them. So uh, uh, we, however, only use the standard granules that that um, that even well basically all other kinds of plastic production use. For example, extrusion or or um, uh, injection molding and so on. So. That enables us to also um, get sort of the same the same type of qualities that other products are or other companies are looking for um, in the plastic. We can also uh, achieve. So, for example, if you want an additive with with carbon fibers uh, at a very special grade or at a very special rate, then then it's possible to to alter the the compound of the, of the granules to to achieve that if you have a filament then you basically have maybe one or two um different grades um, with for example carbon fiber because otherwise it's not possible to actually do a very good filament of it so uh, we have we really have the possibility to 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 play around with a lot of thermoplastic materials and and does using granules affect the speed of being able to finish the project Definitely. Uh, since we don't have this small wire to print with, we can basically have, I wouldn't say an endless amount, but a very, very much larger amount of plastic at the same time. Um, we actually have one extruder, for for example, that can print out about 35 kilos per hour. So that is a lot of plastic per hour, which, which would not have been possible otherwise. And so let's talk about what it's like for your clients when they come to you, what is that day one process like as far as getting started with their project? Is it, is it, do you sit down and kind of interview them to find out what they need? Is it, or, or just how does that work? Many customers are very aware of what they want. So uh, they usually come to us with an idea or a, a very specific project or, or simply questions. It could be, it could be all of them. Um, the bigger companies often know precisely what they want to do, at least in the beginning, when they when they have not so much control over what they what they know um, that we can do. But when they learn more of what we are capable of, um, they they sort of find new ideas. Um, other companies are more open to uh, already in the beginning and and asking us what what do you think the benefits are what do you think we can do with this um and we we try to help in any way we can and in, and in putting the company together and going out and getting those initial clients and getting set up what are some of the challenges that you guys encounter in, in getting to this point well since you start from scratch and and basically have no references people don't know who you are uh, they don't know if it's safe to to put money in your company and and um, 
purchasing a very large 3D printer is it's not it's not cheap. Uh, it's a lot of money, and so so it mostly began with uh, <clears throat> with print service where we we made the initial prototype printer for ourselves. We 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 tried for for a while to see if, um, what market we we got most requests from. Uh, and we sort of made a lot of prints for other customers. Uh, it's it's much easier for them to to buy a, a nor- just a normal print uh, rather than a whole printer. So uh, that's how we that's how we usually begin the business. We we allow them to print some some samples in our printer, and then we go from there. Okay, so so you kind of give them a taste, and then they from that they can pretty much decide whether or not to get on board. Yeah, precisely. And so we, we've and, and, and how do you find out who are the best people to put on your team for something like this? If you're doing something completely new in the space like that? Um, well, you don't always know. Uh, it's 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 a lot of guessing and um, and hoping. Uh, of course, you have to grow together. Uh, me and my uh, colleagues who started the business together, we basically we we did not know each other so well when this when we started the business we we had ambition we had hopes and and dreams and that was one of the motivations and then we sort of uh, learned learned to grow close so to speak and uh, and to be more and more efficient uh, of course it's it's not always a um a piece of cake so to speak and so uh, yeah you have to be patient you have to be you have to be uh, open to new ideas and not too stubborn on having right all the time. Got it. I'm sure that, and I'm sure that's an ongoing process, right? It's it's de- it's definitely always an ongoing process. And so we've talked about some of the challenges, but what are some of the main achievements that come to mind so far? Some of the big wins that BLB has had so far. Well, we we sold our first machine back in 2016. Uh, so that was the first really big milestone from us. Uh, we finished our first prototype on, on uh, in May 2016, and then we sold the first one uh, on in the end of I think it was October, somewhere along those lines. Uh, and then it actually took a whole year until we sold the, the next one. And now things are really started rolling. Um, so we will be building. Uh, three new printers actually um, this coming summer, so that has been a, a great a great step forward. Uh, but the the hard part is always um, to actually to to convince uh, customers, large large customers in in particular, that uh, that we are safe to buy from. That's the hardest part. And and when you're building these machines, does that allow for the machines to be customized to that particular client, or are there templates for particular industries, or how does that work? Uh, well, we try we try to be open that we are doing customizations, but to a certain degree, we uh, we test materials for customers. Certain customers have very specific demands on on what materials they would like, uh, and also. Uh, sometimes they have their own materials that they are developing themselves. Um, then we're trying to set the parameters for the machine right. We we test everything in our prototype printer because we know that if we can do it in the prototype, we can definitely do it in uh, in the machine for them. Uh, so that's always the first step towards customization to make sure that their 
their material works for for our printer we we customize the software uh for for their needs and uh, the second step in uh in the customization is is the dimensions that they would like on the printer so we can give them basically any any dimension they want um be it a 1 cubic meter machine or a 10 cubic meter machine it, it doesn't matter um as long as it's it's uh Within well, it has to be within certain bounds. Uh, of course, it's always an economic uh, point of view. Then we also make sure to give them uh, the sort of extruder that they would like. Uh, if they have a very specific need, then they we can do a very specific extruder for them. This could be if they have a very special need in terms of uh, the screw that is inside or. Um, the nozzles or particularly hard plastic needs a stronger motor, for example. So we can do certain modifications there as, as well. So uh, that, that's the basic forms of customization that, that we do. And so when you're building the machines for your clients, do you, do you ever have instances where they kind of bring you a wish list of things that they're intending to do? And, and maybe it, there are certain points where you have to say, well, that might be a little bit too much for this particular type of machine or this particular project or or it just might not be possible yeah we uh, we receive some of that actually uh or a lot of that i would say customers come in and and say they want this and that and it has to be uh, this impossible goal and uh it needs to fly on clouds you know all all of them have their own very very uh, interesting wishes, and um, we have to decline a lot of a lot of requirements that are just way up there. Uh, so, so, um, but but many of them are 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 satisfied with that because then they know, okay, this is what the technology can do. This is what you can do, um, and uh, they just want to make sure to aim for the stars and and at least reach the moon. Yeah. Now, having said that, I, I'm sure it's reasonable to expect that eventually the technology probably will catch up to some of these items that they want though right yeah well we are trying to keep uh, keep always the, the the development going and um, and make sure to develop in the kind of direction that we see that most customers are 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 headed uh we try not to to lay too much focus on on uh, one certain customer, if that certain customer is not ready to pay for it, of course, <laughs> the money is the driving process, and and we will, we will certainly go in 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 many different directions depending on uh, where there's profit, um, but but there has to be some some limits, of course. Oh, of course, of course, and for. And for the company, for BLB itself, what does the roadmap look like for you guys over the next twelve to twenty-four months? What can we expect to see? Yeah, we uh, we we have just released a new uh, standardized model. We call it the Box Small. The Box is actually the system that we have um, we have released, uh, and it's the scalable system. But the Box Small is the standardized ver- standardized version um, with a print. Uh, Bill volume of one and a half cubic meters. So uh, we we would like to see a, a slight mass production of this unit. That would be great. Uh, actually, we have a lot of requests. We will be building uh, three of them uh, in the coming six months. 
uh, and we'll do a lot of uh, advertisement to show to show the world um, that we're we're actually going for standardized models as well, not just customized. Um, so so that will be that will be a great a great step for us. Um, we are also trying to expand. So uh, we will be doing some expenditure. We will try to um, maybe go into several countries um, and and uh, seek a lot of distributors. We're already doing that, uh, but I believe that we will be doing that a lot more. Uh, so we are seeking in in the U.S., for example, and um, and also other parts of uh, Europe and so on. So that's that's also a, a big thing. I think you know, which will um, which will be in the coming twelve to twenty four months. And so, what's the the big takeaway for our listeners? Why would clients or potential clients come to BLB for large three D printing services as opposed to going somewhere else for for just standard size? Yeah, uh, we try to see our machines in two different ways. We try to see them. Uh, I would say first off, it's a complementary equipment to to maybe uh, help the company do something that is very hard to do today. Uh, and for example, if you have small machines and you want to do something very large, you you basically have to print a lot of small parts and, and glue them together. And, and perhaps you don't have a very strong part, not so good for infrastructure or construction for example. Um, so we try to emphasize the customer to to come to us uh, when they need us. Um, so to complement something that they find very hard today or, or is, is maybe impossible for them to do today. Uh, so that's that's the, the biggest, I think, um, reason for, for, for them supposing to uh, coach us. The, the second reason would be that they would uh, actually um, replace something that they have today. We are actually working with uh, a few customers who 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 has uh, bought a machine to replace a production that they currently have uh, because they see so much benefit in this uh, in the system, uh, especially if it's an automated system. So um, and this is we can of course also help with. Right and and. So what's the best way to get in contact with you and the company uh, if they want more information? Yeah, well the best the best way would be to visit our website of course and and give us a mail or or, or give us uh, give us a call. Um that would be the the best way. There are people who contact us on Facebook of course, but this is uh this is not uh a prioritized media from our part. We we see a bit more seriousness in in, uh, in actual requests from from mail and phone, for example, so that would be the best the best way forward. Okay, great. Well, Kim, I want to thank you for coming in and and sharing all this information about BLB with us, and just thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me. You have been listening to Almost Here Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.